By speaking with local creators, artists, and business professionals, Papercut aims to cut deep and demystify the Winnipeg creative industry with hometown heroes and hidden gems. Brought to you by the West End Cultural Center, the best place for over 30 years to see live music in Winnipeg. Welcome to Paper Cut Podcast. My name is Jared Goche. I'm Olivia Michaeljuk, and we're here with Sarah Greco and Quentin Boitris. Tell us a little bit about yourselves, please. <laughs> Where do we begin? Um, we can start with your art. Okay. Um, the band, or how we got into doing what we were doing? <laughs> um, actually, if you could start with your individual... Oh, yeah. Beginning, and then just how, how the band came together, that would be really cool. Um, okay, well, I have, uh, my background with music has always been Folk Fest. My dad took me since, for as long as I can remember, up until I was 18. So I went every single year of my life. And uh, I used to hate it. I used to do juggling and everything. And then one day I just, just like, clicked, and I was like, oh, music and I just couldn't get enough of it and um still currently cannot get enough of it no <laughs> so you sorry you were juggling was that a part of it was like you juggling know guitars yeah <laughs> can you go into that a little bit yeah. you know like you guys have been to folk fest yes you know there's like uh there's like a juggler circle in the family tent so when I was like really young and I just couldn't get into the music I just hung out and like juggled and did devil sticks and stuff like that. I was really, really good at it. <laughs> and then, uh, um, yeah, just my, my dad said something like, like, watch this, watch this guy. And it was Jackie Green on stage. And um, uh, he was doing a workshop. And uh, somebody started to play. And he's like, uh, you guys could just jump in. And Jackie Green just jumped in on the second bar and my dad was like your brother can do that I was like I bet you I could do that I was like really the moment when it started and I started to look at music really seriously but um, as far as the juggling I, I, if I still juggle I can juggle but I can't really bring it to the stage that'd be kind of weird juggling some guitars maybe no. You could at least bring the devil sticks. I think that'd be yeah. really that's a that's cool thing. That's really cool when he, yeah. when he's when he's getting like when he's on the roll, it's the <laughs> coolest thing to watch. It's so good. It's like he's dancing. It's amazing. I, I don't think you'd like it. I don't think if, on stage. I wasn't saying I that I don't like it, but sticks. I do. Yeah, I do, I do think it's really cool when you do it though. It's neat. Hmm. At first, I thought you were being sarcastic a little bit. Like, no, it's really cool when he double sticks. And then I saw on your face, like, no, you're very genuine. Like, yeah, very genuine. <laughs> I like love the, it. Yeah, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where to, I don't know where to go from there. Jeez. Well, we can, we can go with Sarah, and then you can think about it. <laughs> well, for me, I grew up uh, religious. I was a Jehovah's Witness growing up, and I was baptized in the faith and everything. So we sang at church all the time. Um, but then my brother started getting into music and I had an organ in our house. So I was like, heard my brother singing, heard my brother playing. And I was like, I really like the way this makes me feel. It's inspiring me to do something with my time. So I like wrote out all of the keys, like all of the notes on the keys and started playing and just making music on my own and just starting to kind of feel and hear sounds and learn stuff. And, uh, I spent a lot of time writing music too, and my brother was like, "Hey, 
you're really good. Like, we should do duets together. I was like, okay. So he wrote a couple of songs, and then we learned a bunch of covers. And so we just, like, formed this little mini family band thing. My sisters would come in, and they would do backup, and we'd practice in our garage. And my brother would, like, set up little, small, tiny, like, fun, friendly family gigs. Like, nothing in the city, like paid or anything just for fun and we would just sing and do stuff like that together and um so yeah it started it started at home for me it started with my family what music was like um very much something that we all kind of clicked on we had records playing at home too we me too yeah mm-hmm. what, what were you? some of those records let's compare records that you grew up on Ooh. prince michael jackson um that's not what I was expecting. Pat Benatar. I was expecting, like, the Jesus lovers. Like, <laughs> no, my parents liked good Jesus. music. Like, we, we, we listened to the Beatles and stuff, too. My mom used cool. to... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine was... I, I don't get Prince. Prince has always been so strange to me. Such oh, weird God, recordings. Prince. Yeah. It's always, like, really good, but I'm yeah, like, why did he decide to Sarah do Sarah and it? I are on the same page. I'm on like, the same page yeah. as you. Yeah. I love Prince. Yeah. Prince is amazing. It's, it's yeah. like, it always sounds like live in a big a stadium or something. I'm like, why did he decide to do it like this? I love it. Yeah. I like the aura, though. I like the presentation, oh, the yeah. personality. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very purple. Yeah, yeah. it's very purple. <laughs> yeah. We like purple. Mm, you're um, both wearing purple. We're, yeah, both wearing purple. Yeah. People can't. So purple, purple earrings. Wow. Oh, I'm wearing purple. <laughs> um, I think my records were like Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan and yeah. like... He loves Bob Dylan. Um, um, like things like Boston and... Oh yeah, what's what's another audience. one? Audience, audience, audience is an amazing oh. one that nobody knows about. They're phenomenal. So similar, well, they, similar to kind of like what we have the idea of what we're trying to do. I think because it feels like there's so many things going on in that album, the House on the Hill album. Have you guys audience. heard of Audience? No, I have not. No. Ooh. They're phenomenal. They will, I should borrow you the vinyl. You should, or you just look it up on Spotify. They're on there too. <laughs> It sounds like an experience, though. Like, you'd want to put it on vinyl, right? Yeah. Like, you would. Yeah. I think so, anyway. Interesting. <clears throat> From what time period? 70s, 80s? 90s? 70s. Okay. Yeah. And they're, like, like a small indie band. I've I've never met anybody who knows audience. I've met one person. They feel so audience. large, though. It's crazy to me to think that they're a small indie band. Like, when you hear the music, you're like, there's so much going on, but it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, <clears throat> both of you have family ties to how your music had kind of come into your life so mm-hmm. what was the next step after that um, getting out of the family band yeah getting out yes. of the family uh okay well f- for me oh geez i don't know i just i guess just, i just started to pick up the guitar in grade 10 and i never ever put it down and um you know, started a band with a friend, didn't go so well, did another one. That's when I started to sing. And, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty boring classic stuff. I just picked up the guitar and never put it down. It's not too special. He's always diligently going to, like, busking and stuff. Like, when we first met each other, we would I would tag along with him everywhere he went. Dude, any, any opportunity to play is where he would go. Interesting. Yesterday, we, me and Tate, our guitar player, went to a housewarming party, and there's tons of people there, and I felt quite 
anxietal. Is that a word? Anxious. I, 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 I anxietal felt, sounds better, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I felt anxious. That sounds like a, a condition. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I got it. He's <laughs> <laughs> I found a guitar, and I took it to the garage, and I just played. Actually, Skylar Bouchard was there. So me and Skylar better. Bouchard. Yeah, and it made me feel so much better. Yeah. I was finally like, I, I can talk to all these people now. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I find that with drums if ever I'm anxious just like hitting a rhythm to like get your body on an external rhythm rather than your anxiety taking over your heart it's just like no we got to get on this beat that I'm making for us you know center Mm -hmm. yeah so that's really interesting the same sort of thing because we talked to somebody a few weeks ago that said the exact opposite like getting on stage and like all that stuff just makes them like so anxious like all that well music makes Mm -hmm. them anxious and it's interesting that it has that calming effect for you yeah. Mind you, do you get anxious when you go on stage? Well, uh, yeah, like if I'm in a, <laughs> if I, like if it's like a setting, you know, similar to this, where it, it could be kind of like what's the word, uh, personal, intimate. intimate yeah. Like I, that's my favorite time to be playing music. On stage is great too, but yeah, I I feel some anxiety, and when there's hundreds of people looking up at me, I'm like, oh god. <laughs> Sometimes I just need yeah. sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Go for the full Bob Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. And nice. Mm-hmm. So Sarah, what about your next step after the family band? Well, I've always I've always been a vocalist. I've always sang. For me, the anxiety thing that my mom was always like, I know that you're getting anxious, but just sing. It'll make you feel better. Regulate your breathing. And so whenever I would feel anxious or whenever I felt overwhelmed, singing in a big, empty, open room was something that I really enjoyed doing. I singing when I was walking, you know, down the street. And then um, I had to move on from my life at home with my family. And it really sucked because I had to cut ties with them. And um, there's just uh, no acceptance on their part for my life. So I kind of went into a bit of a depression for a while there. Like, it was really tough because music made me miss them and music made me um yeah so I I didn't start to do this again until I met Quentin actually he like he's so powerful and passionate and it just inspired me it was like burn this fire inside me again I was like wow I remember what that feels like to feel good and um so I, I, at first, it was hard to break through that wall of me um, rejoicing with music, <laughs> being happy with music instead of being sad and, you know, using it as a, a, a really bad way to connect because it was just painful instead of using it to be an actual um, outlet for me. And so, like, he, he definitely changed changed my world when I met him I was just like oh my goodness this is I never thought I would meet somebody who loved music the way I loved music but we do love music in different ways it's it's kind of I didn't even know that you sang when I met you for like the first two weeks I remember we're walking to the forks so I could go busk and she was just tagging along with me and she's like I can sing too (laughs) and I was like like, oh yeah sure whatever (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that before And (laughs) and then yeah she just she blew me away and and even like I left I left to Vancouver 
and uh, but then I invited her her out with me. I like I left to go live there, and then when she came out there, the first day we're on the streets busking, and she just sang Adele and just blew the place open. And it was just like, oh my god, who is this amazing woman I invited? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. at first, at first your voice was just really, really small. Yeah. And it just grew. Yeah, it's so it's grown. He's pushed me so much, and I like grateful for it because I tend to feel very comfortable where I am. But I need to like learn to push the boundary, and he does that in ways that nobody else in my life has ever done. They've just been like, okay, we'll give up. It's fine. But he's like, don't give up. Like push yourself. Try so harder. It gets better. Like okay. So yeah, I, we got a little lost there, but <laughs> yeah, that was beautiful. That's amazing. That was amazing. Yeah. So. When you were saying your voice was small before, what does that mean? I don't know, shy? Shy. (laughs) And were you shy when you would sing with your family? No. So it was sort of like... I think when I went through that depression, I I just really plateaued and stopped singing. And I was just like... I I was destroyed. It was really hard for me to live my life for myself after that because I felt like a big chunk of me was missing, Mm -hmm. you know? And everyone else around me was super supportive but they understood that I needed the time to kind of heal but like I like I said when I met him I was just like wow I didn't think I was going to meet somebody who was you know I don't know <laughs> so yeah. when uh when was that moment when you guys wanted to go from busking to make it a band and and develop the sound and what year was this like it was a that is 2019 2017 yeah. I I fell into a depression at that time earlier that year and I wasn't working and I wasn't doing anything and then I was I, I went out to Vancouver originally to find my band mm-hmm. and then I ended up just working like crazy and and I found the scene in Vancouver kind of like clicky and volatile and and then I just realized and I was like wait a second like I live with my band. Like, they're already right here. What am I doing? So. Because he actually originally went out there to go play music with our friend Dan Poirier, who is also a um, musician, used to be in a band called Penny Feathers and the Tipsy and the Gypsies. Gypsies. They're so awesome. Like, their music was great. And they were, they were trying to do something, maybe a twosome. And then he told me to come out. And it was like, okay, well, the three of us were doing harmonies, me, Quentin, and Dan. Yeah. And, and Daryl joined member. Daryl, Daryl was Daniel's friend before. Yeah. Um, they're still friends now, but, like, originally that's how we met Daryl, was he came out... From Winnipeg. To, to, to live Vancouver. in BC with us. And he's like, I'll be your bass player. That's so funny. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Literally, he just took a leap of faith yeah. and came out. While he's living in the house, I come to realize that he's actually my cousin yeah my half sister is his second cousin and then we also share another cousin another family and line yeah my grandma was best friends with his grandma and like a whole bunch of other weird connected stories and it just yeah it just fit so well with the four of us and one day like i i realized that i didn't like, it didn't matter that I wasn't working. I could just go into the street and play music and fulfill myself that way and make money. Like, and then Sarah lost her job. And so yeah, we, we both started doing it together. 
and we were making so much money NBC busking busking. on the streets. Oh my goodness! Can I ask you how much? Like how much money would one, you make? The most we made uh, in one day was like three hundred and fifty bucks, Holy and that was shucks. busking for like five hours. No way, more than that. Okay, I, I, well, yeah. Well, the most, the most. I, I think we like six hundred, but yeah, we like true. spent. We spent we the money because like, we really got excited. Foolishly. We're like, let's go, <laughs> you know, out and so have you fun, probably actually only make three fifty. Right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. Were going out, we were going out for three five hour days and. Just people just loved it. All people day. just loved it. Seeing way more than we do now, just so much. Yeah. But we were. it just <laughs> one day it just clicked and I was like, you know what? I, we need to go back to Winnipeg because that's where the music is good and that's where the people are nice and that's where our home is. And like pretty much just like that, I like just I came back and I told Sarah and I told Daryl and I told Dan and we decided to come back drop of a hat we're like okay let's do this yeah we let's packed up all of our crap into a van <laughs> and took off in an irresponsible way <laughs> yeah. we did we'll never do that again yeah we didn't do it this time right babe yes this last place we rented out and cleaned it nice and all the things fantastic that's real so were you playing shows already as house handshake out there we played a show out there Two shows. It was like a radio show and a little cafe, but it was it was entirely different, right? It was uh, our friend Daniel who has this really wonderful and powerful voice, and mm -hmm. he was kind of like uh, the front of it in a way, and so yeah, it was a very very different house handshake. I don't think that you were actually um, using your full potential in that beginning part of house handshake. I felt like. Like, I didn't feel like you were really, like, not that you weren't invested in it, but that you weren't able to shine, like. Yeah, I was trying to fit into my pocket. Yeah, it was kind of hard to do that. Yeah, finding the middle. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, yeah. So then, back to Winnipeg. <clears throat> so we well, came the back whole to Winnipeg. Van. Yes. It's me, Sarah, and, and Daryl in a van, and our two cats. And our two cats we took with us. All of our vinyls. Rest in peace, Charlie. We love you. Charlie. And um, uh, Dan was supposed to come back with us, but, um, you know, long, long story short, it just was it didn't fit. So then it was the three of us in Ladywood, which is north of Beausager. It's my dad's place. This big, beautiful property. And we were there for three months just thinking like oh god we got to get into the city somehow like what are we gonna do like we're just sitting here with well, our jobs yeah but we weren't we were practicing and learning each other's songs yeah, a we're lot playing like crazy and that's when tanner the keyboard player came in like as soon as we were there the <clears throat> first day tanner was there he was a old friend of daryl's and i had seen him once or twice like at a at a party or at folk fest and uh just clicked he just felt right so he stayed and so when we found that new house, we all moved in together. And that was probably the version that you saw mm -hmm. of the four-piece house handshake. Tanner, Daryl, Sarah, and I. Mm -hmm. And it's grown since then as well. Yes. So much. We have our drummer, Brennan Saul, and our lead guitar, or what is it, rhythm guitar? Lead guitar? Yeah. I'd call him lead. lead. I'd call him lead, too. He's sick. Lead guitar, Tate. <laughs> Tate Hebert. He's our awesome guitar player mm -hmm. so we were doing a demo with a friend <clears throat> and it was just the four of us 
And then the the producer guy was like, I got this I got this sick drummer. Like you'll you'll hear. And then we come back to the place uh, to listen to the demo. And this guy's making all these crazy drum fills for Ease Me Into It, our, our first one. And then we play a show with Tate and Oz Conscious with Brennan. And um, at, afterwards, Brennan notices that we don't have a drummer. So he goes, hey, who are those guys? Like, do they need a drummer? And so that's how we met him. But then when we got to practice, I'm like, wait a second. You're already working on our songs. Yeah, we He's found out that Brennan on our was, demo. was the one making the beats. Oh, through we met him like yeah. we, somehow just like there was that connection that we were like wait a minute you're the guy doing the beats on our song yeah and which uh, was really cool I broke my wrist a little while <laughs> after that before Hoot Owl last year yeah and that's when Tate jumped on board we're like we need a guitar player we need you to play all the songs and Tate learned those guitar <laughs> all the songs in like so three well. days it was amazing super quick. Oh. So when I got my wrist back in action, it was like, well, we can't let you go now. Now you're in it. So, haha. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're a six piece. Mm-hmm. Maybe seven soon. <laughs> so, um, going, you guys would play a lot of like open mics and a lot of like busking still in Winnipeg. Um, mm-hmm. what what value did that have, like, to your project, like? performing all the time like that rather than just practicing oh it's everything like just go out there and let people know who you are just go like these are always go to the village idiots open mic Mm -hmm. because there's lots of good musicians and they're nice we heard a lot of great things about the village idiots on our way home as well and so we were like we can't you know like you can't just come back home into your city and expect people to know who you are, your music or anything at all. Mm-hmm. So Quentin and, and, and I and Daryl and Tanner just kept going to the open mics as often as we could and just played original music for them and people just started really digging it. So Yeah, it's really like my favorite part that, you know, there's a community there and they're so like willing to give you a chance and listen to you and they're, they, they actually listen. They're not just there. It's really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great group of fans. Like, mm. huge fans of the local music scene. Yeah. yeah. Vancouver didn't have that from what I saw. It was tough. Interesting. Yeah, it yeah. was tough. It was strange. Like, it was more like just competition. Yeah, it was like every man for himself kind but, of thing. But here it's like we understand that we're competition, but, you know, we're also on the same <clears throat> team. So, you know. And I'd imagine there, there's enough people to have clicks. And here it's like, if you want to be clicky, then everybody will just tell everybody else that you're a jerk and then you don't play shows anymore, <laughs> yeah, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, everybody knows everybody here. And yeah, and it's even hard to find three bands that are, like, within the same genre in Winnipeg that, like, are good for a show together. You're just like, yes, we got to just, like, throw these ones that are kind of close to each other because right. there's no <laughs> real scene of just one kind of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really interesting when you see, like, a show thrown together and you're like... Huh, sports club and mise en scene, eh? But <laughs> yeah. that's who else is like mise en like who else can play a show with either of those? You know, it's just mm. like really interesting. Yeah, I like that. I don't want to mm-hmm. just listen to one genre. No, like, I have more than one taste. You know. Yeah, so Winnipeg's the perfect place for that. Mm-hmm. I think so. I, I love this place. Yeah, it's amazing. I do too. It is one great city. 
but I'm. Ch- I want to know the uh, <laughs> your favorite spots to busk in the city. Yeah, uh, we've been having troubles with that lately. Eric the Great has taken up all the good spots. <laughs> Legend. His one song, hey, is just really permeating through the night. <laughs> Something in the sea of love. Yeah. 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 love. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like anytime I see him there, he we've goes. we've had a couple of opportunities and fun times outside of the cavern, but only a couple. And then outside of the LC and Osborne there, like that little loop. Yeah, I used to go okay, to the but Forks, but it's different yes, now. Yes, we used like, to go there. You have to, like, audition to yeah. get a busking pass Yeah, now, we right? got it, but, and like, they have, like, speakers right above where the buskers music. play. Oh, yeah. From the the, the beer area. Yeah. Oh. And we even, the last time we played there, they actually told us that we were too loud and that we yeah. we needed to be quiet. And right. it was like, yeah, no. That was the last time we went there. Why That's do you have weird. buskers in here if, you know, you're yeah. not going to, if you're going to blast other music over I wouldn't want to be on the other side of the look that you just (laughs) (laughs) I would not want to be the person receiving that yeah why because when they had that busk stop that was all before they did all of the The renovations outside and stuff so I guess it's kind of a little Mm -hmm. bit of a dated setup that they have right now it is with their current yeah patio all set up ah that's that's unfortunate because that's a Mm -hmm. great spot like when they announced that a couple years back that was like a really cool program for, for oh, artists. Yeah. And sort of like out. the new bar has like a wall to the busker. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Locks all the people right sitting. That's so odd. It's, it's, it is weird. It I is. We'll revisit that. They could have a better stop. They could have a better placement. And I don't know why they don't. I don't know. We'll call them. Yeah. We'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, I was, <laughs> I listened to the podcast with, um, with uh, what's her name? Who does the social the social media? Uh, Lore. Lore, yeah. 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 Oh, that's just all I was thinking about the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll reach out to Lore. I'd like to go back there again and busk outside. It's just it's still it's still kind of like I feel like the music is playing outside too. You know, like it's yeah, so kind of hard to understand what they're doing. Like, what's going on here? Do you want live music or do you not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just have to get your song on the. <laughs> On the speakers, yeah. and then just wait for it to go. Like, this is us. This is us. I, Money in the hat. I actually <laughs> bug them quite often. Uh, the the person who makes the playlist is at Manitoba Music. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I'm like, can you please add our song to the <laughs> yeah yeah to the Forks playlist there? Yeah. Every time I go, I'm partners with um, the bassist in Royal Canoe. Okay. So every time we go there. His song's on. He's like, they gotta take us off this playlist. Like, I don't want to go to the Forks when this is playing ever again. Like, I what? Why? Hear my song <laughs> at the Forks. I don't know. I guess he feels embarrassed. Aww. He turns all red. <laughs> it's so cute. I was like, nobody knows who you are. Yeah. And he's like, you know who I am, and this is embarrassing. <laughs> everybody, the entire yeah, the whole Forks. Everybody just looks at him. Yeah. That doesn't happen. But he's just worried that it might. <laughs> I don't know. But he gets really red. My mom will like take a picture of it. And she it's <laughs> That's funny. That's really cute. That's great. Do they act, do they make a playlist? Like every time I go there, I'm usually hearing like Kendrick Lamar or something like no, that. No, no, they play all local. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, it was their last name. They weren't. What? Yeah. Probably. Well, maybe switched. it's they're just playing like, Pack. So, oh. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Still not local. Well, no, Kendrick Lamar is cool. It's all cool. It's all cool. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cool, cool, cool. <laughs> but I think that well, maybe it's like a a turn up. Sort of playlists, you know? Yeah, probably. 
yeah. Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got some. We got some local turnip music. But. Yeah, give me an example. <laughs> Royal Canoe. <laughs> <laughs> we're just hijacking this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're just having a conversation. Yeah. Um, festivals. Festivals. You, you played at Hoot Owl. You played at Hoot Owl last year. Mm-hmm. Have you? Did you play any other festivals this year? We. We, me and Sarah did uh, Festival de Voyageur just as a as a duet. That was fun. That was lots of fun. So much fun. And um, what tent were you in? The uh, ice bar. What was it called? Uh, snow bar. Snow, snow bar. bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fun. That was awesome. <laughs> was there other festivals? No, I guess not. We did. We well last year. Oh, are we talking about this year? Whenever. Talk yeah, about whenever. your fest. Yeah, we yeah. did. We did um, Whoop and Holler. That was a lot of fun. That was oh, in yeah, Porters of the Prairie. They're really nice people. Oh my gosh, I love them so much. And they're just so welcoming and loving and kind and just like, they like let us go in their house. They fed us. They, what? everything. It was so wonderful. Like the best. Gave me mead for the night. Gave us mead, homemade mead. Wow. And we, we camped like practically right near the stage. Woke up the next day and spent time. Like we got to see the Northern Lights. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah, that was, cool. that was a really nice homey festival. Mm-hmm. Felt good. Um, Hoot Owl was is just a blast. Just so much fun. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody that I've got to know in the music scene is there. So I jammed my face off. Yeah, I saw you walking around the <laughs> campground, serenading people with music and guitars. <laughs> oh, that looked awesome. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. I had so much fun. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> So are you playing all these, like, festivals and uh, open mics and shows now? Mm-hmm. Do you get recognized, like, a lot in Winnipeg? Like, coming, you said, from Vancouver, coming here and saying, like, nobody knows who we are, so we gotta... Or knows that we have this band, so mm-hmm. we gotta, like, get our faces out there. Is it starting to be, like... Yeah. Yeah, it's... Getting that payoff. People are recognizing us mm-hmm. a bit, but I mean... It's just they're now like our friends, so yeah. <laughs> All these people are just our friends now, so it's not really a, <laughs> a big deal or anything. Sometimes, sometimes I see people like even at Hoot Owl, for example. I saw this girl, random, never seen her at any of our shows ever before, and I feel like I kind of pick up on familiar faces once in a while. At least I think I, I do. But she was singing like every single word, like she knew them. Wow. She knew all the words, and I was just like. That's nice. That was cool. So, yeah. like, seeing seeing people sing, be like, I love House Handshake. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I didn't know people were actually listening to, you know, like, you hope that people are. You have, but you don't know that people are. And then randoms will just come up to you and introduce themselves and say that they love you. And it's really nice. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I had a really strange experience at Rainbow Trout where I was, like, talking to someone in the dark and someone recognized my voice from the podcast. Oh, that oh, was yeah. a weird one. They're like, Olivia? Like, yes. Thank you. I don't I can't see your face, this is kinda of scary. And they're like, I don't know you, I just know your voice from the podcast. Because I guess people don't see my face on this anyways, but it was so interesting to be like, Well, I got a fan, this is neat. But yeah. No kidding. Fantastic. Um I have one last question. Sure. Um big things on the horizon for yeah, the exactly. rest of twenty nineteen? Or the beginning of 2020, do you have any big things going on? Um, yeah, well, we're looking at who to record with next. So we got to do our next EP. It's going to be called Handshake. 
And uh, we're just thinking we need to go with somebody new, just because we're new at this. We went with Lloyd Peterson for the last one. Sounded great, but we just think it just makes sense to, to branch out new. Yeah. and yeah. learn some more stuff. Um, so we're going to be having a housewarming fundraiser party uh, for that in November and find the right producer. Actually, I... I just got in contact with somebody cool yesterday, but they haven't got back to me yet, so I don't know if I can say. Don't oh. say. Some exciting <laughs> news, I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We'll announce it for you when it comes out, you know. We... Yeah. Content. Content. Very it's important to us. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about content. <laughs> it's all about content creation. Oh, I, I do it at, every day. I like wake up, and I'm like, okay, guys, I need some content. Like, what are we doing? And everybody's like, oh, my God, don't content me. Yeah, we got to do something <laughs> funny. Come on. what you want. Yeah, we got so just doing weird stuff and be like, "Is this unique? Do I seem cool?" Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys seen our Instagram? Like, I do a lot of ridiculous stuff. Really ridiculous. Oh my gosh! Those... I feel like my my algorithms are all messed up. Like, I just like get paper cut stuff at the top, and then everything else is just random like junk. Like, I feel like all my good local like content that I'm supposed to be following just ends up at the bottom. So yeah. tell us some of the stuff that's yes. on there. Well, one of the most like craziest ones that we did was like I was just waking everybody up in the morning. Oh, it's a show day post. So every always, show day always does a show day post. Now I go and run in everybody's room and I go it's show day. But one day I like I cut together a video of me making coffee and then going into Tanner's room, being like, "Hey, it's show day!" and splashing him with the coffee, and he like freaks out wow. and screams. The hot coffee. Hot. So then everybody that day was like coming up to me like, "How could you do that to your friend?" Oh, I'm like, no. "No, no, no! Like, we, we actually planned, planned it. it. Like, of course." <laughs> but he's just like a really good actor, so he's it seems like actor. he's so mad, but he's not actually. It's really funny. Oh no! Yeah, but people are like, "What is wrong with you? Why would you do that?" <laughs> but then you know that people are engaged. Exactly. Yeah. Right. They pay cover to come in guys. and ask you what, how you could do that. Yeah, they come in with their hot coffee behind their back, and they're like, "We're gonna." <laughs> I need to ask you, but I'm gonna stay for the show now. <laughs> Here, pay my ten bucks. Yeah. Fantastic. So can't wait to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you start recording and then release it. Yeah, which is a process. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? Like. Month. I don't no. know. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I really have no concept. I'm so kidding. <laughs> so long. It's just, you're just going to record it and then sit on it forever. Until you hate it. Until I hate it. And then everybody loves it. And yeah. then you have to play the music that you hate and they love. Ah! <laughs> yeah. I'm just teasing. No, that's probably pretty accurate. So. You've done a lot of interviews, that's all. <laughs> I, like, I like playing them live. I like performing the music that's mm-hmm. that's fun and i like being in the studio too i love being in the studio don't get me wrong but like it's the practicing over and over and over again that it, i'm just like yeah but when it comes to performing i'm really enjoying it like sometimes i've i've been in a weird state of mind on stage and you can see it but i'm working on that <laughs> Be becoming that performer, like a consistent performer? Well, like, no, yeah. Him and I are very completely different. Like, he gets the nerves on stage. I do not. I, like, feel like I'm in sync. Unless something kind of happens where I've allowed myself to get distracted by, you know, an imperfection or something that... Silly, just really silly. But then when it comes to, like, the really intimate stuff, I can't. I'm like, oh, 
it's too close. I don't like it. Go away. I don't know why I'm like that, but I'm work again. I'm working on it. There's growth. There's I'm trying to not um, allow that intimate scenario um, be like induced, you know, with fear. And I want to be able to feel comfortable. What about in the studio? How did you feel in the studio? Oh, I felt great in the studio. I did. I did. What, what you're listening to a Lizzo podcast thing the other day, and she was talking about how they're writing the songs in the studio. Like, we have like 50 songs. I couldn't imagine going into a studio and being like, what are we going to write today? That's incredible. Yeah. And you have all that stuff. Like, do you know what you're going to be putting on the new... We have an idea. We're going to ask everybody, like, what do they what do they want to hear? Professionally yeah. recorded. We have an idea for how we're going to do that and get people to kind of vote that way. Oh, that's interesting. Be mm-hmm. a part of the fundraiser thing, mm-hmm. too. Cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds like an interesting idea. Yeah. Putting it in the hands of the fans. Well, those are the people that are going to be buying that's it right. anyways, right? So yeah. The ones that are going to be listening to it and be like, hey, you should check this song out. My yeah, friend. exactly. I'm yeah. always fascinated with how people choose which songs are going to fit a certain vibe like when you listen to an album and it flows front to back oh my god it's so nice like just thinking like how much thought went into this like i think it's really cool but like was the band like arguing over like no this one's got to go here and like i, I probably yeah i yeah. think they were <laughs> there's gonna be a lot there's of, a lot of s- storytelling and music writing so it's trying to figure out how to place them correctly right and one of the first things with rep uh, when we talked about it with some people, they're like, well, what is, what do all these songs mean together? Like, what's the story? And we're like, oh, these are just like really good songs. <laughs> yeah. I found as like a music, like uh, an album reviewer, I would always be trying to find like, this is the common thread and this is a story and blah, blah, blah. And then sometimes interviewing someone or talking to them after, they're like, no, you're looking too much into it. Like you're... Yeah. You're an idiot. And I'm like, shit. It's just a song it. about dancing. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, but this next song was about sitting. Like, it was beautiful. And they're like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> You're an idiot. But okay. I'm so excited. Yeah. For you. Opportunities yeah. and all that amazing stuff that you're doing. Oh, shucks. Mm-hmm. And thanks so much for coming in today. Thank yeah. you so much. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Thank, Thank you for, for cutting deep with us on Paper Cut Podcast. Podcast. Thanks. <laughs>